Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. For the first 10 to 20 minutes or so of our show today, we're going to talk to U.S. Congressman Dan Muser on the line. So editorial, really calling attention to President Biden's, a lot of the specifics of the administration, their shortcomings. I'll let you talk about that editorial that you have out right now. I wrote the op-ed because I was very concerned with a lot of economists as well as uh, the, the president's economic team and, and Jerome Powell and the Fed just talking about interest rates, interest rates, interest rates, how that's going to rein in uh, f- um, inflation. And, you know, that has worked in the past, quote-unquote, after, you know, Paul Volcker in the early 80s put us into a recession. And when it was used as a blunt instrument in the 90s, it, it took quite a while as well. And there are other factors that need to be taken into consideration that are very significant, such as, and I will call it a, an assault on American energy by the Biden administration and the, the, uh, the, the House and Senate Democrats. I mean, we're crushing our domestic energy. We have two million barrels a day less than we had before during, during the Trump years. I mean, that's, that, that's math. That, that, that's just a fact. And so, therefore, we are no longer energy independent. Therefore, we are under the control, more or less, as far as prices go, of the world, of, of the world marketplace led by OPEC. And yes, it is subject to the disruptions caused by geopolitical events, such as of Vladimir Putin's horrible invasion of the Ukraine. So we screwed up, and that screw up has caused uh, caused gasoline prices, fuel prices, natural gas prices to skyrocket. And interest rates aren't going to fix that. And, 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 and gasoline and energy is the number one cause of inflation for fertilizer, for transportation, for manufacturing, for businesses. Every business I go into talks about how high natural gas prices are and how it's killing them and how they reverted, inverted to um, natural gas to save money. Now it's costing them all kinds of money. So I wrote this article stating that we're just we're not doing the things we're going to have high interest rates, which put us into a recession, and we're still going to have inflation, was, was the point of my article. Because what level of interest rates is going to stop people from, from driving their car to work or their kids to the ball field? Right. Right? So, so I really think these geniuses are, uh, are making some, some, some profound mistakes. Well, I'm curious to know what, as a a Republican, you would recommend we do about those issues, especially if the Republicans get control of the House and Senate after the midterms. Why don't you have a plan? Well, well, sure, there's a plan. And and the thing is this. I mean, a couple years back, we we had the plan. It was, was, first of all, spending. Now, I'm not saying under the Trump years we uh, didn't spend, and we certainly did for COVID. But the spending is, it, we're tripling down on it, quadrupling down on it. We've got to rein in the spending. Every bill they passed was two or three times too high. When you have too many dollars chasing too few goods, um, that's what causes inflation. And, and the Fed has a responsibility there, too. At least they stopped their stimulus. 
but the but but the Biden Democrats have not. I mean, every darn bill that comes across, they want they want to spend more. So we got to rein in the spending. We need to unleash. Probably heard this before. American energy. We need to lower some of the regulations. We need to allow more permits. The Biden administration issues no permits. During um, uh, Obama's first two years, they issued like 950 permits. You know how many Biden has issued so far? Four. They're, they're shutting down the industry. And then, and then on top of that, they have all kinds of warnings and threats, and this is factual as well, and ESG requirements, environmental, social, uh, you know, requirements in government for, for investment in, in the energy industry telling them you better keep your carbon footprint uh, minimal or else. So they're hesitant to invest in, in um, domestic energy. So that's, what, that's what's killing us. Uh, all, all uh, you know, th- those, those, those two or three uh, items there, regulation, spending, and then the threat of taxes. You know, in their Inflation Reduction Act, which of course was a joke. I mean, you know, Inflation Reduction Act was something that's gonna actually increase inflation. They would, they, why that was even worse than their previous spending bills, the Rescue Act and all, because it actually had taxes in it. Taxes on energy. Taxes on energy, as we're trying to bring down domestic energy prices. And you know what? You know what's interesting when you tax our energy? You make you make foreign energy more competitive. Because we're not taxing them. So that they're really making some profound, glaring errors that is simply a cause and effect to the inflation we're dealing with, uh, the rattling of the stock market, uh, we, we hit $31 trillion in, uh, in, in uh, uh, debt uh, through the deficit spending. And, and you know what else is sad people are gonna be, be aware of? Because of the higher interest rates, we're now, the service on the debt is something like $150 billion more annually, $150 billion more annually than it was before because of these higher interest rates, which are supposed to curb inflation. So, yeah, we can, we can do a lot. To, we, we need to pretty much reverse what the Biden Democrats are doing right now, and that's why we need to win the House, and Dr. Oz needs to win in the Senate. Fair enough. And you talked about cutting back spending, which is certainly something that's near and dear to my heart. But on the other hand, we have yesterday the president's down in Florida with Governor DeSantis, and they're talking about spending untold billions of dollars to help Floridians uh, rebuild when they have chosen, in fact, to live in an area that is prone to kind of natural disasters. How do we equate this? How do we balance it out, helping people and then at the same time encouraging them not to live in places where we, we need to bail them out? I think, yeah, I think it's the same way you balance your your, your, your own household budgets. I mean, if it was the Mississippi uh, overflow or uh, uh, floods, we'd be do, we'd be doing largely the same thing. Uh, look, we have to be ready for emergencies. We also have to be worried for work, we have to be prepared for other uh, geopolitical events, problems like the Ukraine. I voted for the money for the Ukraine. I mean, what's happening there is genocide. It's a disaster. It's war crimes. It's like it. It's like Hitler. In 1937, Putin's, in, in my view, pretty pretty well out of his mind, and and and, and it needs to be stopped. And the Ukrainians are standing up, so you need to be ready for emergencies, just like you would in in your household budget. But we have to allocate properly. I mean, when they did this rescue act, all they wanted was money in their coffers to use by executive privilege. That's all that was done. Most of that money hasn't been spent. That was 1.3 trillion dollars. We're not talking about 
five, six, eight, or nine, which, by the way, was real money just four years ago when I entered Congress. I mean, that's serious money in itself. But we, we have to allocate properly. And it has to go towards a return on investment. Like, for instance, the controversial bill was the CHIPS bill, right, bringing semiconductor plants. But you know right now there's an estimate that there's going to be, because of that bill, an additional $100 billion in building semiconductors and chips in the USA. And anybody will tell you that's a national security issue. 90% of the chips, 94% of the uh, semiconductors, which are in everything, the phone I'm talking on, the car you drive, the tractor the farmer uses, you name it, is is in those products. And, um, you know, if, if China blockaded Taiwan... We wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to talk to each other if we uh, when we need a phone. So we we have to allocate properly, and it has to be towards strengthening America. Everything that we do needs to be about strengthening America. You know, and these entitlements are, are wildly excessive that that went out. You know, I'm sorry if if people have a problem with that, but you know, if you you put too much of that out there, there's too much consumer uh, spending, which occurred last year anyway, and. Um, and we have workforce issues. And you're not here to tell us that Republicans haven't been part of the stimulus overspending, uh, Trump administration deficit, budget deficits, and national debt grew and grew, and you voted for a lot of these. So you're, you're Yeah, but during COVID, I voted for it during COVID. Yeah, $5 trillion, because everybody was saying we were going to go into a depression. So, But that didn't mean we had to do it again when COVID was over, which is what Biden and the Democrats did. Uh, in 2021, that's I don't think That's it was time over we last cut year. Back. I don't think it was over last year. But let me ask you this: what? This is sort of a over, bigger over the last eighteen months, almost five trillion dollars. Right. Yeah. The, there's no argument that Republicans are, are part of the issue. There, there's just it's we're, common, we're, it's we're common, right. I agree. In common but, sense, uh, let me ask you this: You and Congressman Keller both do this. You use your office and the largesse of your outreach and information to do op-eds and to to diss the Biden administration wherever possible. In what way is is partisan bick fair game for taxpayers to fund to participate in that why why should we pay for that well here's the thing you know I I do believe and my brand if you will or whatever I'm not I'm not the guy yelling from the rooftops all right I want to be a business I'm a business person I want to be a problem solver I believe to to focus on outcomes and check your ego at the door and check your ideology at the door as well um, nevertheless I mean, you know, uh, you know, criticizing uh, opposing policy views and policy actions. I mean, you know, that's been going on since Adams and Hamilton, uh, Lincoln and the radical Republicans, and and the Democrats. I mean, FDR had such feuds even with his own party and and the other branches of government. He wanted to stack the court in order to get get through what he wanted. So, but but yeah, I, I agree. With the the, uh, t- the temperature needs to be brought down. It should not be personal, uh, and it should be a policy discussion. But look at the policy. Come on, you know I, when when you have Secretary Mayorkas, I go have a meeting with him, and he tells me the border, the southern border, is secure. Okay, the man tells me that to my <laughs> okay. face. Right. Well, somewhere between open and secure is, is where the truth lies, so neither neither were true. Okay. Well, there was an interview, forgive me, but on your topic, there mm-hmm. was an interview where Mayorkas apparently said there are people inside the administration of the White House who are very big uh, on the immigration issue, and they don't want the border closed, and Mayorkas said they're hamstringing him. That was on the news this morning. you have any comment about that? 
Well, I didn't see that, but at least now he's being honest, and I guarantee you he's being hamstrung. But I said to him in this meeting, it's your due. Do you take it to the president and say, Mr. President, if you lift Title 42, it will make my job, the results of my job, 50% worse? Are you telling him that, Secretary? Because he, he was saying how title, lifting Title 42 was out of his uh, jurisdiction. Not out of his jurisdiction if it, if it affects his job outcome. I didn't have much of an answer to that. I also asked him why we weren't at war, literal war, with the, with the drug cartels that are killing 100,000 Americans a year. Okay? And you know what he did? He looked at me, sort of looked up in the air and jotted it down. All right. Another question. You've been a big President Trump supporter all along. His stock is plummeting. Are you starting to eye another presidential candidate, perhaps yourself, who is somebody who would be a great choice in 2024? You know, we had one, my view is we had one dud in 2016, another one in 2020. Uh, Let's look to 2024 to get somebody who's really a common sense, middle of the road, moderate, maybe somebody with business experience, maybe somebody that's been to Shemokin and knows how to do revival. Vitalization. Are you, <laughs> tell me about the Republican candidates you're talking about in 2024. Are you suggesting Kurt Mosser or John Gordon should be running for president? Sure, well, uh, they would be. Well, they make great candidates. I don't know if they could get you elected. You know what? I, I, I agree. I think they would. Um, I, it's, it's about policy, right? I'm about the plan. I'm about the business plan. I'm gonna, I am going to look at who we're going to run after the 22 elections, which are fast approaching, and Hopefully, again, we win the House and, and all. And then we look at what the policy plans are. But then you also got to look at what the individual's record is on getting things done, right? Their ability to, because it's more than just having a plan. You got to be able to manage and execute and, uh, and get along with the Congress. I mean, you got to have that ability um, and have them not hate you. Uh, so as they uh, truly do work with you or at least compromise and negotiate with you, because we've got the strength in America it is crucial. Um, uh, you know, we, we got the threats of China. We got all kinds of worldwide threats. I have, I'm on the Foreign Affairs Committee. I have traveled around the, the world a little bit. The, the other uh, uh, free loving countries, if you will, want America to be strong, need America to be strong. So we got it. I want the president that's going to uh, follow our Constitution, assure our constitutional freedoms. I mean, that's, that's really so very important. You know, uh, do things, have a plan based on the priorities and values of the people, and uh, and and have a very good um, sense of um, be be in touch uh, re- related to uh, national security, the strength of our military, domestic energy, things mentioned, border security, and make sure that we have the most competitive, thriving economy in the world. It can be done, and you don't do it by raising taxes. You raise taxes, you make American businesses less competitive versus. Versus other countries, that's a that's it's a competitive world out there. We need to be the most competitive, and the the, the person who lays that out is uh, is definitely who I'm going to be for. Well, Dan, we're in the middle of a political debate right now, and it's gotten particularly ugly in the race between uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman and Dr. Oz. The spots that are running now basically say Oz has built people out of millions of dollars, even fake cures. There's some thir- strange, it's true. strange thing growing out of Fetterman's neck and his health issues. You know, is this, this the way we're going to be going politically from now on? We're not going to talk about the issues. We're just going to talk about people's physical disabilities and their... Uh, past actions? <laughs> what else know, do you have to I mean, go on? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of this, 
you know, you got some smart people. Like, Dr. Oz is a really smart guy. I've gotten to know him very well. I think he's very sincere. I think he's honest. I think he will do the things he says he will do in the Senate. And I think it's very important that we reverse course. Fetterman, of course, is very, very, very left-wing and will will enhance what I consider to be the negatives of what what is happening now, more spending, um, assault on, you know, he, he said, he said, Fetterman said that fracking was a stain on the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's things like that. He believes in a larger, bigger, bigger government, less military. It's, it's really reverse of so many things that, that I believe in and Dr. Oz believes in. So, and that have proven to work. Um, yeah, it, it is ugly. Uh, but I will tell you this. I mean, if you look at a, somebody's record, I mean, the only thing you truly know is somebody's record. And if you look at Dr. Oz's record of what the man has done, over his years, be a doctor, business person, um, uh, other 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 things, um, and what he what he plans to do, uh, and the more you know, I look at this campaign that the more you know about Dr. Oz, the more you'll realize he'll make a a, a good, strong, caring uh, U.S. senator from Pennsylvania, and the more you know about Fetterman, you say I don't think that person. Uh, is going to do the things we want him to do. He's not going to improve my life, and uh, you know he certainly doesn't uh, doesn't appear that he's he's ready for uh, for the U.S. Senate. Sorry, you know. All right, and okay. if you need some fat burning yep. oil, he's got the stuff. So <laughs> really, you can't you can't beat that. Oh, well, uh, no, uh, no, I, I know what you mean. Dr. Look, Oz. I don't know what some of those years, but he did a lot of other things. He invented things for, for he was, he's a doctor. He invented things for for hearts. He's he made he's made his money that way. But um, look, I'm 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 going off of what I believe he is about. He's a, he, his plan is a winning plan. And he's going to put Pennsylvania first, meaning meaning Oz. So I, I think there's a very, very clear choice here. And well, and the left um, forget the left forgets close. that he was uh, the left forgets that he was uh, the darling of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, she called him America's right. doctor. You know, so <laughs> well, that's not sealing the deal, Doe. Sorry, <laughs> Congressman. Thank you so much. Do come and visit us in person anytime, and uh, we'd love to see you back in the studios. And uh, please stay in touch. Yeah, guys, I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, just regarding Shemokin, go Shemokin. Really on the move. <laughs> yeah, the Indians we'll, are we'll talk about that next time, from art galleries to restaurants. I mean, from the AOAA, you know, the anthracite uh, adventure area. Some cool stuff going on. So Amen, uh, maybe I'll see, I'll see you down Exciting there. Exciting stuff. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, hey. U.S. Congressman Dan Muser. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, Dan. Congressman Muser, 9th District from Dallas, Pennsylvania, talking about uh, the fact that uh, he has made sure that some of the funding that's available from the federal government for Shemokin's tremendous momentum continues. And so, uh, and when Congressman Muser was elected, he said this uh, revitalization effort in some of these coal patches would be very important. My words, his, not his. So um, he's made good on that, as near as I can tell. All right, well, we'll take your reaction to the congressman's remarks. We'll have a few minutes of open phones before the top of the hour. You can send us an email. We just got one email for the congressman about the budget, so we'll forward that to the congressman's office and try to get that back, asking when are we ever going to have any rational budgeting in Washington, D.C. Sorry, Joe, that's not 
a joke. It's a real question. So, uh, so we'll forward that to the governor and, uh, or I mean, to the congressman. Well, let's send it to the governor too. What the heck? Well, he might run for governor someday. <laughs> He's talked about that idea too. So, um, yeah. So we'll send that along. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. One of our listeners sends on Twitter... Joe. Just more lies and fear mongering. There you have it. Another one tweets a picture of a Hitler rally while the congressman oh, was that's speaking. Ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because he made reference to um, um, Mastriano. Possibly. You know? <laughs> All right. 1 800 795 Not going to get too much time, Eric, but you get a couple of minutes. Go right ahead. As always, I appreciate when uh, Representative Muser comes on. Why don't we get someone from our side of the river, guys? Well, Snyder, Union County, our representative. When are we going to get uh, some of those viewpoints? Well, Congressman Keller's not talking to us, if that's what you mean, so he's not going to. Um, who else is available? Well, Fred talks oh. to me. He just doesn't um, come on the program. Right. So, but yeah, he's our congressman for the moment. So, yep, yeah, <laughs> he talks to you. Well, he knows he's more than welcome <laughs> to come on any time. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, tough <laughs> questions. I hold your breath, boys. Uh, he's been ducking you guys since I've been on this show, uh, which is about you know, four or five years. Anyway, so, uh, Representative Muser, uh, some good points. Um, but when he talks about Dr. Oz, I love the political speak. So here's his quote. Uh, I like Dr. Oz's record. Uh, what record? He has never held political office in his life. He has never voted on anything. He has never uh, debated anything uh, towards an end. What he has done is been a charlatan doctor. Oh, he did invent something, and then um, you know, um, what has what has um, what has his opponent done? Well, he's not he's speaking been in service of, to he, the people of Pennsylvania for thirty years. Right, out of his parents' basement. Listen, he's not. He's not because again, he's not a millionaire person on the air. Okay. Because he, he didn't have to be paid. He was in service to the people of PA for almost no pay. Well, we, we gave him what he was Do you worth. you think he wanted to live with his parents? I don't know. Well, he I'm chose sure he to. had a choice. He graduated from a prestigious university, certainly could have found a job that paid more than what, what he had. Absolutely. Bingo. Thank you for making my point. He could have. Right. But he chose to serve Pennsylvania. Well, maybe so. he was just lazy. Do you ever think of that? Didn't want to work. And, and, and what, oh, all yeah. what he did out in uh, out Western PA, lazy, right. Joe? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's lazy. <laughs> I'm just asking. He's an aggressive, forward-thinking mayor and a national volunteer. But other than that, he's pretty lazy. All right. Thank you, Eric. You can get more uh, time later if you so Governor choose. of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling back. Eric, thanks for calling. This is WKOK Sunbury.
News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We have a fabulous producer, the man who set the bar terribly high for everybody, and that is Kevin Herr on the other side of the glass. Uh, he is the person. You're going to say he's spending too much time at the bar. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know him to be a big. He's not drinker. paying attention. He's got come down a, on him over there. He's doing something else. So. He has got a lot of issues, but I'm not sure drinking is one <laughs> no, of them. I don't so, think so either. So anyway, <laughs> he's well, a good guy. So that's Kevin Hur, and another good guy is coming in tomorrow. Ben Reichley, our good co-host, and we'll have uh, let's see Bob Garrett and the rest of the crew here on our Financial Friday talking about. We're going to be talking about a community college. We'll talk to that statewide group again while the community college summit is underway. So um, we'll, be, we'll have that conversation tomorrow. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Call right now. I just unbusied them. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwd.com. KOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you. We've got two emails to read that are right in plain sight, so we will read those. I want to tell you what they got down at the Sunbury Motor Company. I went down there and took a full inventory, and yes, there's an expedition and an explorer and uh, one Echo Sport left before the Ford pulls the plug on those. <laughs> Strangely, wildly popular vehicle, but they what the Echo Sport did was, was affordable and was a small SUV, so they're going to put all of their attention into two other vehicles. Of course, the uh, Escort, one of them, that continues to be a, a big seller, so that's going to continue. But uh, I want to focus on one particular vehicle, and that is the Ford Mustang. Of course, it comes with a V8. That's one way to get it. they got a two, uh, four-cylinder motors also. Maybe a little less fun, but you're going to get a little bit get better gasoline mileage, and you can get up to 25, 26, 27 miles of the gallon if you got the uh, uh, smaller of the two engines. But go ahead and get the V8. That gives you that, uh, they call it a throaty sound, so it sounds fabulous. But, uh, you know, prices for Mustangs, you know, you're going to start at about $30,000. You could you could probably spend seventy grand on one if you really wanted to, uh, really pick off the menu on certain things. But it, these are the vehicles that really just emulate the, the classic Mustangs and are just a real showpiece to have right now. So the Ford Mustang, you can order one of them up. If you want, you can order the Ford Mustang Mach-E. That's the electric version, 100% electric. It's from the ground up, 100% electric. And it's built on the Mustang frame, but is kind of a bulked up, beefed up, more of an SUV version. It's all-wheel drive all the time because of the electric motors. And again, prices range. You can get one as low as 40 but the 60 is probably where most of the Mustang Mach-E's would land in their price range or so these days. But two vehicles, uh, two entirely different vehicles doing two entirely different things, but both with the same Mustang, both available to order at the Sunbury Motor Company. They would love for you 
to purchase one of their vehicles at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Anything you heard from the congressman that seemed true, uh, anything that seemed untrue or worthy of debate. Um, I really find it interesting, this idea that I asked about, that, that you can use congressional funds, U.S. taxpayer dollars, to participate in this bitter partisan divide that we have here to diss the Democrats. Does anybody else see that? How about dissing the Republicans? Right. Oh, yeah, they both do it. There's a lot of dissing going on on both sides of the aisle, my friend. Yeah, they both do it. Senator Casey doesn't do it, but all the other Democratic senators do, and it's just a a terrible waste of taxpayers' dollars. Well, Bob's not about throwing a barb here and there. In person or, yeah, in an interview or uh, via Twitter, but uh, not using press releases to diss the Biden administration. That's That's a Keller and Muser thing for some reason. But in any event, it is their prerogative. They're allowed. There's no rule broken. It's just a waste of taxpayers' money, in my view. Why do you say that? Well, because, it, I, you know, when I pay my taxes, I think, boy, I really hope Congress of Muser sticks it to Joe Biden this time. <laughs> I'm going to put in a little extra. Well, no, but they have franking privileges. I mean, they're allowed to send mail to their constituents to inform them what they're doing and how they feel. If you dislike what they say, you don't have to read what they send you. But mm-hmm. as part of informing their constituents as to what they believe and what they feel, it's an important part of what they do. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with good government. It has everything to do with ensuring well, then that we should they'll hold be them, in power next time. We should hold them to a better standard then. <laughs> well, if, the voters, if you find it offensive. But the uh, voters are stupid. Do you know this to be true? No, I don't believe okay. the voters are stupid. Well, I believe like everybody else that, you know, you, you tend to accept what's given to you. It's hard. How do, I, how do I as an individual citizen demand something different from my congressman? What if I want something entirely different from them. All right. 1-800-795-9565. we got numerous calls coming in, so we'll find out who's on the phone after headlines. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No. A busy section of 4th Street and Sunbury's blocked because of a water main break. Northumberland County Communications tells us the break is between Packer Street and Reagan Street, so 4th Street's closed between those two streets. Uh, no marked detours there, but make sure you use Front Street uh, where they can handle the extra volume. The State Game Commission is seeking information regarding the illegal poaching. Uh, actually, isn't all poaching illegal? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, so much for this story. All right. I, at least if it were legal, it wouldn't be poaching. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> And they don't mean boiling in water, if that's what you think. All right. The illegal taking of a trophy-class white-tailed deer, according to the State Game Commission, the 10-point buck was found along Route 44 in Union County, adjacent to the federal penitentiary. Gorgeous buck. We have a picture of it at WKOK.com. Game Commission says their investigation concluded the deer was shot with a small-caliber firearm October 3rd, around 11 p.m. Game Commission says the violation involves killing big-game animals, and there are hundreds of dollars and penalties awaiting whomever they find responsible for that. You know about the Country Cupboard restaurant now owned by Evangelical Community Hospital. The demolition starts next week. Evangelical President and CEO Kendra Auker says the hospital, quote, understands and fully respects the sentimental value of the building, but it became clear the aging structure would have required substantial improvements for any future use. The hospital says most of the construction at first will only be internal and kept within the inside structure. It's anticipating the more serious demolition of the outside of the building during the first week of November. Overall, Evangelical says the demolition will occur in phases to allow for shared utilities between the surrounding hotels and Maddie's Sporthouse Grill to be rerouted. 
Evangelical says the plan to demolish the existing structure allows for a fresh start in a cost-effective manner for any future use of the property. At this time, there are still no plans for what will replace the former structure. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. And finally, Union and Snyder County President Judge Michael Shawley announced his retirement Wednesday. The judge's retirement is effective January 1st. After the retirement, Judge Lori Hackenberg will become president judge, which opens her up uh, an associate spot on the court. Piazzo called Shawley's retirement the end of an era and a legacy of public service almost unmatched, referring to his careers in law enforcement, the military, public defender, judge, and and other roles. And yes, Mike Piazza says he'll run for judge next year. So good for him. Been a good DA. Yep. And finally, President Biden appeared to share a lighthearted R-rated exchange while caught on a hot mic as he met with Florida officials and residents affected by Hurricane Ian. Uh, he said to the mayor, Ray Murphy of Fort Myers Beach, no one F with a Biden, although he didn't just stop at the first oh, letter of well. there. No one Fs with a Biden. I guess that includes Hunter as well, huh? Right. said <laughs> the president appeared to say with a laugh as he was enjoying a friendly conversation with the mayor. Biden made the F-bomb comment after Murphy shook his hand, thanked him, and told him to keep the faith, probably, you know, since his ratings are plummeting and that <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, he swore, too. He said, you're G.D. right. He said that... Uh, Biden said that? Yeah. No. Uh, yes. Then, Biden said that to Mayor Murphy. Well, he's got a potty mouth. <laughs> right. The president has a potty mouth. All right. You can't argue with your brothers outside the House, said Biden, referring to some Democrats who are not on his side. Uh, the White House didn't return a comment. This is from AP, incidentally. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was there with his bride as well, and uh, Jill Biden was there too, incidentally, in the lineup pictures. Mm. And um, let's see, earlier this year, the commander-in-chief was heard calling Peter Ducey a stupid son of a blank after the Fox News reporter asked a question about inflation. Ducey said Biden phoned him after the incident, and the pair had a nice call. Okay. Well, you know, this is a president potty mouth here, going at it again. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but president, and we complain about Donald Trump, do we? Who else had a foul mouth in, president, in, in the White House? I don't think... Richard Trump, Nixon. Did Trump get caught cursing a lot on Mike? I know he did a lot, but... I'm, I'm, I haven't heard it on Mike. I don't Mike. think so. But... Uh, the Bushes? Clinton? I doubt it. Obama? Who, I, who did I say? I said somebody. I was thinking of somebody when you said who cursed. Back in the day, maybe. Oh, Nixon. Richard Nixon. Oh, okay. Would curse a lot. Yes, he did. Off, off, off He was air. quoted as, uh, you know, some. And uh, Lyndon Johnson had a real potty mouth. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Yes, Lyndon. Yeah. I was surprised when we saw the transcription of the uh, trousers conversation with the Dallas Taylor. The, the two pages of transcription, not just a few sentences. And uh, Yes, Lyndon had let it all hang out in more ways than one. Okay. This has nothing to do. <laughs> do with the trousers conversation. All right. All right. We got callers awaiting. We asked for them and now they're ready. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, has anyone ever heard of Dr. Oz chasing down a black jogger with a gun? No, because he's not a racist. <laughs> oh, is that it? Oh, okay. I got you. That's a funny joke. All right. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I, Dan Muser brings a lot of common sense on this radio talk show really he i agree with him so much and what we need 
in this country is about several hundred more damn users and several more Donald Trumps and several more Fred Kellers and America could be great again. Instead, we put in duds like Biden and and I, who knows if Fetterman will win. And we, why do we put people like that in office when we could have a great country again like we were becoming under the Trump administration? Why is that? Did you happen to think maybe that some people would think that the country would be greater if we elected a Fetterman and a, uh, and a, a candidates Shapiro. like him and a Shapiro, right? There's, so, there's something wrong. Okay. There, I mean this sincerely, and I'm not being a smart aleck. There's something sincerely wrong with you or anybody that thinks we'd be better under a Fetterman or a Biden. And I... I can't explain how anybody would think we'd be better off when they saw the results we had under a Donald Trump and his administration. Yeah, and I agree with you, Dan, but on the other hand, the people who spoke spoke and said, no, he isn't that great. We don't think Trump did all this wonderful stuff, so we're not going to well, vote the for The voters him. are sick. They're sick in the head. They're, so, they're definitely, Mark... You're right. You said the truth. There's something wrong in America when you can put people like Biden in office or even consider Fetterman not because of his physical difficulties, because of his policies. He's further left than Bernie Sanders. And how could you even... I, it has nothing I think to do with these physical ailments. I don't think that can be empirically. I don't think that can be empirically proven. <laughs> Why not? Some, and Why we can't were it be going great in America, but why is it that we would shoot ourselves in the foot when everything's going great? I can tell you what it is: cultural Marxism. Uh -huh. The Democrats are on board with on board with cultural Marxism. And you, why else would anybody vote to over to ruin this country? Well, define you for me exactly me. what that is. No. What is cultural Marxism in your view? Okay, Marxism. Well, I know what was, Marxism is, but what's cultural Marxism? Cultural Marxism started in about the 1930s. Marxists knew America couldn't be destroyed by the normal method of using the proletariat against the bourgeois. So what they did, they decided they couldn't do it with money and they couldn't do it because we're solidly more Christian. So they decided to go into culture, sexism, racism, and that kind of thing there they used to destroy divide us, which you're still doing it today, racism. They're still using racism against us. Like, we're the most racist people in the world to divide us. Sexism. They're throwing all these ideas about LBGTQIA or whatever it is to divide us. And they know America's can be destroyed from within right. by that. And okay. culturalism, they 
they put one culture against another All right. and, and within our country. All right, that's a pretty that's good what definition. Cultural race, cultural <laughs> Marxism is. All right, we'll take and it. Don't worry, there's people listening that know exactly what I mean, right. and okay. some of them. Well, now, now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. So you got your chance. Yep. All right. Well, thank hey. you so much, Dan. Really appreciate the call. Yep. Actually, yep. the yep. Southern Poverty Law Center describes cultural Marxism as a conspiracy theory with an anti-Semitic twist. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five. Twist is. I <laughs> All right. We got a full list of callers standing by. We got a couple of emails uh, pending, so we're going to read an email and take a caller right after this message. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We're going to get Jerry on the phone. What do you call it when we favor Jerry? Who's Jerry on? pandering. Jerry pandering. Okay, Jerry, we're going to let you go first. You're Our other road, callers so. are stationary, so you go right ahead. Well, I, I'm going to be short here. I just wanted to ask any of you guys if you were up towards Lewisburg lately. Uh, yeah, I was there on Monday. Monday afternoon. Well, didn't they do a didn't they do a fantastic job on the railroad crossing on 15 there? Yeah, you can't even tell. How about it? From what it was, it almost tore your vehicle <laughs> apart when you crossed it before. And the crew that worked there, you got to give them some kudos. They done a fantastic job. Yep, they certainly did. North Shore Railroad deserves some credit, and well, their their West Shore branch that's over there, and the Industrial Railroad, and yep. uh, PennDOT. Hey, thanks for the compliment. I'm sure they'll appreciate. It. We'll see that it gets passed yep. on to them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Take yep. care. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Stan, we are talking about politics in the U.S. these days. No way. Really? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Uh, I, I just heard Fetterman's ad, or maybe he w isn't the one that put it out there about Oz. You know how he uh, he he got rich investing in pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, that's what Imagine I think that, that ad, Stan. I think that ad says afterwards not approved by any candidate or party. Okay. Well, it's in favor of Fetterman. You can tell right, that. But anyways, that. you know, so he got rich investing in pharmaceutical companies. Aren't there sitting members of Congress right now doing the same thing with Pelosi at the top of the list? I would think. Well, and I think yeah. to, to break out Oz's wealth, to say that investments in, in pharmaceutical companies would be the biggest fraction would be silly. Uh, Fet or Oz still says his biggest income came from TV, and then next, his inventions that related to heart uh, you know, devices and cures, and down at the bottom is things like that, you know, just general investments. 
Right, but that's that's you know they're they're calling basically they're calling Oz dishonest and whatever else you know, you know not right for America because he got rich because he invested his money in pharmaceuticals. I think the facts you are know, taking I, a beating. <laughs> but regardless, my my point on Oz and and Fetterman is Fetterman has never produced a thing in his life. He's been a leech on the taxpayer his since he's gotten out of college. And Oz has actually done something with his life. He produced, he saved people, worked on, you know as a heart surgeon. He's invented whatever it was for you know hearts to keep people alive, and he's produced stuff. So between the two, if I had to pick one, it sure wouldn't be the leech on the taxpayer. Well, I think you could say that Fetterman's done a lot of community service over the years, both as mayor, where he considered it essentially a full-time job for a stipend of money. He's also been, uh, you know, one of the AmeriCorps. They call you a volunteer, though you do get a stipend for that as well. I mean, he's dedicated a lot of his life to community service. I wouldn't say that he's produced anything. If you listen to his ads, he says he was part of a a real task force of people that made, uh, that stopped some of the real significantly violent crimes from progressing in Braddock. So you can say he didn't produce it, but it's hard to prove a negative. You know, of course, in the one ad, I, I think he accidentally said it on, to MSNBC that all the deaths stopped at all whatsoever for four right. years, <laughs> which means like even the 100-year-old people had to hold on until they wait till he was done being mayor. But then it, anyway, so those are the kind of things that he's produced. Of course, if you are a uh, Harvard professor, and so you need students, so of course uh, John Fetterman was there for you for f- two years or whatever it took him to get his he was. extra degree, well whatever, I don't know how long it took him, it doesn't have a normal, it's not like a bachelor's degree, it's some special certificate or something. No, oh, yeah? Uh, okay, so as I said, he's never produced anything, and you know, community service is fine and dandy, but most people have gone into community service have actually produced something before they did that, and they want to give back to the community. He's taken from the community all his life, and his parents, he's taken from them, because he was living off of them, up into however old, you know, in his 30s or whatever. So I, you know, I just have no no use for somebody like that, and he's as bad as Biden. Biden has never produced a thing in his life, either. Everybody, he was serving the country. No, he wasn't. He was serving Biden. And his family is all he's been doing for the past fifty years. And there are and some there are some flaws in the Oz campaign, but you overlook those because he's. Oh no, uh, no, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark! I've never said Oz is perfect. Never. It was a question. It was not my first choice. <laughs> it was a question, not a statement. What was? I was asking. Do you overlook the uh, the flaws in Oz's camp or Oz's life? What flaws? Well, the fact that he, they, <laughs> oh, snake oil, snake oil, snake oils he was selling, Joe. That's 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 their flaws, I guess. Have you ever heard caveat emptor? Let the buyer beware. You're right. If he, something you, sounds too good to be true, I don't care who's selling it to so me. It's too good to be true. His his catchphrase <laughs> was, "If they're so stupid to buy it, I'll sell it." That was well. Yeah. He said that. That's Biden, the tagline. Biden's been selling snake oil for years. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, that's another. So topic. you know. <laughs> Just a different kind, right? You know, he's, you, been, he's been feeding us a pile of horse dung for years. But you, put you know, the, and, uh, and you were talking about Muser and his press releases being against taxpayers because he's dissing Biden, blah blah blah. Don't they every day get on the floor of the House and Senate, both parties, and diss each other yep. at the taxpayer expense? Is that correct? 
That is correct. Yeah, I think so. You are right, sir. So, so whether they do it in a press release or on the floor of the House or the Senate, it's the same thing. Right. They're wasting taxpayer dollars. Right. Now, I would, I could agree with you. Maybe they should cut that down and actually do the business of the people. What? But when they when they do the business of the people, most of the time it's not for the people; it's to the people. Okay. <laughs> We're the victim, you know, not the recipient. Nothing for the oh, people, it's to minutes. the people. We got to yeah. go. Sometimes they do the business on the people. All right. Thank you so much, well, Stan. Well, me too. <laughs> Have a good one. Hey, thank you. Too. Really appreciate the call. Uh, let's see. Joe, read something in front of you. All you? right. From, uh, let's see. Muser can say what he wants, blaming everybody except who is largely to blame for this crisis, and that is the gas companies themselves. They're boasting record billions in profits every quarter this goes on. Billions in profits. They could easily lower their prices and give us a break and still have billions in profit. Will they do it? Negatory on the big on the big help from the <laughs> Well, that was the question posed by our oil, oil company. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, hey, uh, I want to talk about Joe Biden's light-hearted comment, and I found it interesting that it was characterized like that when, of course, like Joe said, if it was Trump, it would have been another vulgar outburst of profanity. Very and perceptive. Good for you, Mike. That is, he's uh, Mike. You're 100. I'm sorry. Right. I was reading something. Would you run that by me again? Start over, and I'll <laughs> preface it by saying what Mike is saying is 100 percent true. What'd you say, Mike? Well, Mark characterized uh, Joe Biden's comment using profanity as lighthearted. However, mm -hmm. if that would have been Donald Trump, it would have been another vulgar outburst by this <laughs> president. So-called president, right. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what ticked me off. And that's unhinged. They would have called him unhinged, too. They always <laughs> yeah. called him unhinged. He's losing right. it. But, but let's look at the facts here. He says nobody uh, intercourses with Biden. Well, let's see. Uh, Saudi Arabia just told him to pack sand. North Korea is lobbing missiles over uh, Japan. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Putin. Putin, uh, he took... Uh, Biden's advice and had a little excursion into Ukraine, and he's driving up energy prices. And let's see, what, what else is going on here? Oh, we're on the verge of hyperinflation. Okay, and and let me just talk about hyperinflation. That's a word that I heard today that I haven't heard in a very long time. And here's the reality. This is my reality. Okay, everybody knows now what a, a tsunami is. Okay. And uh, one of the interesting things about tsunami, it doesn't matter when they happen, but we still have people that prior to a tsunami or a tidal wave coming in, the tide goes out and the, and the floor of the ocean is exposed and some people just can't resist it. They, they walk out onto this uh, newly uncovered ocean floor and then before you know it, the tidal wave has come in and they're killed. And what that's called is proceeding in the face of uncertainty. People, you know, generally speaking, no one that I know has ever seen the tide go out like that and then the tidal wave come in. But it happens. They proceed in the face of uncertainty. And that's what our country is doing right now. We're proceeding in the face of uncertainty. And the only ones in my mind that are sane, and it's not all of them, there's a lot of Republicans that are nut jobs too, but people <laughs> understand how serious this situation is, and we have some lone voices in the Republican Party. We used to have one in the Democrat Party, but they found a way to twist his arm behind his back, that's Joe Manchin, and I, I think that it's imperative that we vote Republican this time, maybe not for them to do anything, but at least stop the insanity that's happening with this spending in Washington. 
in less than say, we have uh, brought in 3.5 million people from across the southern border since Joe Biden has come in. Now, what is the cost to our treasury? What is the cost to taxpayers? What is the cost to inflation? What is in cost to the housing market? All these things. No one is answering them. We are proceeding in the face of uncertainty. Nothing like this has ever been done in this country on this magnitude, on this scale, when we're in dire conditions. And to me, we need to stop this Democrat left organization dead in its tracks. Now, I use the word dead. That doesn't mean kill them. Like, for instance... Happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, recently, uh, what was the big stain saying? Uh, Joe, uh, Donald Trump said uh, Mitch McConnell has a death wish. You know what? And that concerned me. And the, and the mainstream media was pushing that narrative, saying that, oh, he's going to incite somebody to kill McConnell or cause damage. <laughs> and then I read the comment that was made. It said he has a political death wish for him in the party. And that is not an uncommon saying. There are many politicians that seem to have political death wishes. Oh, the word political was in there. Huh. Pardon me? The word political was in there. I never and heard the quote, quote. Yeah, that's right. You never heard the real quote. Because just like I always said, behind every Democrat narrative, if you look behind it, number one, you're going to at best find misleading information. And at secondly, the worst thing you're going to find, and usually you'll find this, is a lie. And this is exactly what that narrative was. It was a lie. Fact, Republicans, what, what angels, fake news. Democrats, they ran with it. liars. Fake news. All Democrats right, we got you. run on fake news. we got to stop them. Yeah, I never heard that. Listen, one quick clarification sent from our, one of our listeners says uh, the quote about President Biden and his light-hearted F-word uh, usage was from The Hill. Now, I picked it up from AP, and that's why we carried it. I thought it was from AP, but they were just carrying it from The Hill. The author, Judy Kurtz, from The Hill wrote it. Well, that's nice you gave a full well, attribution. Well, The Hill is a, is a definitely a right, or I'm sorry, left-leaning, leaning, uh, super cover of things in Washington, and, and in this case, Florida, but uh, AP just carrying it as part of their show, feed, their feature material for announcers overnight. But I, yeah, I didn't all notice... The, all the water boys are using lighthearted. They're carrying water for Biden. Everybody's, this is the only person carrying this, is the Hill. No one has another version of this. No one does? Uh -huh. No. WKOK does now. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> only only because AP had it. Well, CBS carried it too, but in their show prep area, where it's just meant for announcers to use when they're getting ready for things to talk about. Well, how the can air. you how can you talk about it when when you have to abbreviate or clean up what was said? It's hard to talk yeah. about. Somebody, Same way I just did. Somebody using the F word without. Same way I just did. You just said President Biden used a. Well, how do you describe it as lighthearted, though? That's there. That's the authors. <laughs> okay, one last final comment. If, if Trump had said that, you know, I, I already characterized how the media would say it, but in addition to that, we would have a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists coming out and, and warning us, what does this mean when this, when this president uses these words? What is his psychological state? Is he going to push the button? Is he going to launch? His vocabulary I mean, is shortening. People, He's getting smaller. People, get with it. Understand what's going on. This country is being destroyed by the Democrat left, and we have to stop him at the ballot. Well, I can tell you they'd be frothing at the mouth on Morning Joe on MSNBC. Well, and the uh, Republican so right is doing justice. Again, Joe. I'm sorry, I missed that. I said they would be frothing at the mouth on Morning Joe. Micah and Joe Scarborough would just be beside themselves. 
Oh, my goodness gracious, would they ever. And, and, and like I said, think of how many psychiatrists would be on every one of these stations talking about the mental instability. And what is that amendment they'd be uh, talking about? In 25th, the, the 25th, am- 25th Amendment. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm done with my rant. I'm okay. going to finish the second half of my workout and listen to you guys finishing up your show. All okay. right. Thank Good you deal. so much. Thanks, right. Mike. This will give you some adrenaline. Everything you attribute to the Democrats, the Republicans do as bad or worse on in any given opinion. time. Right. In the right. The, the ultra right is destroying this country. Democrats are just getting drug along and trying to stop it. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, I guess maybe read yes. this. Says Pouty Mouth Brandon, 2016, when he addressed military servicemen, he said, quote, clap for that, you stupid, illegitimate children, was obviously meant as a joke. It was still classless and tough guy mentality. All right. 1-800. You know, it's funny. In an office setting, people often use curse words sort of under their breath to kind of emphasize that they're trying to say something crass or whatever, even though they're not really big profane people all the time. Have right. you ever sworn to me in order to make a big... I've sworn at you a few times well, over the years. Well, yeah, that's another step. <laughs> it just seems to me, well, previous bosses would, you know, would call you aside. You know, you're talking about this, that, and the other thing, and then they would say, you know, and and uh, we've got to get some more... You know, I've used profanity F to make a point. To make that. a point, yes. Right, right, I've just to profanity. make a point. And the F word is so good because it's a noun, an adverb. <laughs> it oh. has every possible conceivable use. One of our listeners says, so Biden's slip-up was a big... F dash I N G deal. That's what he said to uh, Barack Obama when they passed oh, Obamacare. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Call us now, folks. We'd love to hear from you and give us an email at on the mark at wkokid.com. We're talking about President Biden. A little bit of slip there, but our previous caller just really talked about how the Democratic left is uh, killing this country to death, and uh, I, I really just think it's the other. It's both sides that are. Doing it. I don't think the Democrats are the sole proprietors of our plummetization. What's your view? 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. Now we revert to emails. Uh, Have no calls at the moment, so call us now if you'd like to. We're talking about uh, the Democratic left and the... Actually, it's kind of a dog's breakfast of material today. Right, right. we had Congressman Muser here. No, we didn't have him here. On the phone. phone. And we talked about... uh, We invited him to be here. John Fetterman being just a super-duper public servant from Pennsylvania (laughs) and having no discernible... That's what you talked about. The rest of us talked about... Well, what did Sam say? He had no discernible... Uh, product or output? He didn't make anything. Never didn't make anything, anything right, right. Never made anything. Okay. All right. Uh, Doug says, Joe cited something that said cultural Marxism is a conspiracy theory. Well, to me, that confirms that it's absolutely a real thing. Anything today that exposes liberalism or questions what the left and the media preaches is labeled as a conspiracy theory, which most likely means there is more than a little bit of truth to it. Well, actually, what I, sh- I should have said what, where I was reading that from, because I looked it up, I wanted to see how 
close Dan was to the uh, to the uh, definition of it. And it's from the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is obviously pretty far to the left. They say it's a conspiracy theory, but they say uh, cultural Marxism described as a conspiratorial attempt to wreck American culture and morality is the newest intellectual bugaboo of the radical right. Surprisingly, there are signs that this bizarre theory is catching on in the mainstream. So maybe Doug's got a point uh, that it obviously there's something to it if it's catching on in the mainstream. Well, I think they just have to have a boogeyman that they can throw at the Democrats. That you, you can't argue against it. It's it's a made up. Well, they say that the phrase refers to a kind of political correctness on steroids, a covert assault on the American way of life that allegedly has been developed by the left over the course of the last 70 years. Apparently, they're quite patient. Right, banned books and stuff like that is the way in CRT stuff that it sort of in, it appears today. Well, I was trying to get what the what the Marxism part of this is. I understand the cultural change, but it really isn't Marxism. Well, no, it's this move towards socializ- socialism that these people are so afraid of. Well, then of. called it cultural socialism, but not Marxism. Right, exactly. It's, it's misnamed. That's the real issue, Joe, <laughs> is that it has a bad name. All right, right in the middle screen, there's some words. All right, potty mouth Brandon, 2016, when he addressed military servicemen. Oh, clap for that, you stupid. I didn't oh, read we this. Did read yeah, that. I did okay, read this. We must not have deleted it. Sorry. Okay. And you don't want to read I that. I can't possibly read that. But you can read this right there. All right. It is true that if it was Trump, we'd be hearing it everywhere. That's true. We would. We'd say, oh, the man's unhinged. He's cursing and swearing at people again. All right. And EB is obsessed oh, yes, EB. with Herschel Walker. <laughs> Go ahead. Our Republican leaders love to tout how pro-life they are and how much they oppose abortion. Now it's come to light that Republican candidate Herschel Walker once paid for an ex-girlfriend's abortion. How are those same Republicans responding? By rallying around Walker, of course. It's funny how life is a sacred gift from God that must be protected unless it inconveniences the life of a Republican, in which case killing a baby is totally okay. okay. Walker has fathered multiple children to several different women, has been an absentee father to most of them, and paid for an abortion. Now he's a Republican hero. Those are some good old-fashioned conservative values right there. That's Christian behavior, just as the Bible commanded us to be. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's just more hypocrisy from the right. Well, I think the Republicans and Democrats are willing to overlook, but in this case, he's talking about Republicans, are willing to overlook all the character flaws of a Republican if they're going to displace any Democrat, and that's what they're doing here, and they're just saying, okay, well, yeah, he's a terrible human being, but, you know, he may have sexually assaulted people or paid for abortion or made an absentee father. No, I'm thinking of President Trump. They were willing to overlook that, but because you have to displace a Democrat who's worse, you know, whatever whatever Herschel Walker or President Trump did was bad, but whatever President Biden or Hillary Clinton would have done was worse. So it's like the suspension of disbelief when you go to the movie theater. You know that the axe murder right. that you see in the Halloween films not real, but you're like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. She got killed. It's her own fault. Who would go into a shed full of running chainsaws, you know? Here's the problem I have with E.B. He uses one thing to tar everybody on one side of the political spectrum, but I don't find him writing in anything that says, well, Bill Clinton disgraced the office of President of the United States by having a cigar and uh, an affair with a young intern in, in the Oval Office. He had a cigar? Is I mean, that illegal? Yeah, yeah, that's what he did with that is up for conjecture. But 
here's the thing. The president of the United States disgraced it. Does that mean every Democrat's disgraced their office? Oh, no, it doesn't. It means it's bad behavior by one person. If Herschel Walker did that, then he's a hypocrite. And you can make up your mind whether to vote for him based on whether or not you can abide a hypocrite who happens to politically agree with you as opposed to Go a hypocrite other who things. disagrees with right. you. Yeah, MSNBC played a clip of him explaining what the Jim Crow era was all about. And it was like funny. It was totally incoherent. It was like that one uh, Miss America pageant woman that tried to answer a question and just Or like smushed. John Fetterman asked, being asked a question, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what did he say yesterday? <laughs> so that's not like we're kicking the... Kicking authority. Uh, no, kicking, kicking, kicking the, the balls in the authority. Right, kicking the balls in the authority. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. We don't John. know what authority was talking about either. <laughs> yeah, and why does he get kicked all the time? Then uh, another right. one says, Joe, to cite the SPLC saying cultural Marxism is laughable. The Southern Poverty Legal Center, founded by an avowed communist, has always tried to hide its support, everything Dan described. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I clarified where it came from. Okay. But that was, and, and it co here's one of the things, and I will agree with, the, I think that was Doug who wrote that, uh, I could completely agree with you, because when I Googled uh, cultural Marxism, I didn't get any rational explanation of what it got. The immediate thing that popped to the top was the Southern Poverty Law Center. Okay. You know, they, they didn't come up with some reason or reasonable or balanced explanation of what it was. Maybe they pay for top results. Top results, yeah. We shouldn't be able to pay for that. Google's a for-profit company. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay, Google should be objective. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the owners... All right, well, let's say I, go, I Google best American-made vehicle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is am I actually going to get one by consensus of the best American-made Ford? Or, yes, thank you. Or am I going to get some other other brand of car that paid more than oh. Ford did to have their we have the top of mind? We have the best American-made Ford. Hold on. Do we? All right. Yes. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's the Ford Ranger. All right. Yep. Highest score among America-made vehicles in the U.S. right now. Ford Ranger. All right. Uh, we have another email. Uh, one of our listeners says, As he greeted a mayor in Florida, the press had open mics, and he was clearly heard saying, No one Fs with the Biden. He may be gaff-prone, but his sense of bravado, a false sense, no less, belies an air of toughness. He never ceases to show an unpresidential attitude for a president. Yet, Mr. Trump was mocked for much less. Joe also said to Obama when the Affordable Care Act was passed, right next to a microphone, this is a big effing deal. E.B. and Tom, is this acceptable? <laughs> Signed, Dennis. It is not. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll take one speedy dialer to get through. You can send a speedy email to onthemark at wkok.com or a text to 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
All right, Joe, you ready to go? I'm ready. Read it. All right, one of our texters says, it's not the Republicans pushing the unscientific gender crap, it's leftist Democrats. They want to destroy the family unit, and that started with Johnson. Johnson and Johnson, Lyndon, too, I and the baby powder, I think. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Please fix the program as best you can in the late moments <laughs> here. Uh, it was Dr. Oz who accused uh, Fetterman of kicking authority in the balls. And he used it as a fundraiser and as a slogan because Oz said it. Right, but Fetterman messed it up yesterday. He reversed uh, authority and balls. Uh, well, yeah, so what? Nothing. That's what we were talking about. Minor gaps, that's all. And his ability well, yeah, to cogently put sentences together. <laughs> or to remember well, what he's, he's talking a, he's about. Admitted he gets the words messed up and smushed together sometimes. Right. Yeah, he's still the better candidate. There's no argument there. Oh, we're yes, just there's, an argu- there's definitely an argument there. It's a, a false argument, though. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's not. The, the, the phrase about kicking people in the balls originally came from Oz. Gotcha. Uh, kicking authority in the balls. All right. Moving on. And DeSantis yesterday, I can't find the quote now, but I saw him saying it on, on TV when he, he said it at a press conference that the national news regime, which is how he refuse, refers to the press, trying yeah. to make it sound fascist, I guess, uh wanted the hurricane to hit it in Tampa so it would kill more people at a press conference. But when he was talking to a constituent and a flood victim, he claimed that, well, I don't know if he was a flood victim, but he was a Florida resident that he was talking to. He claimed that uh, they they predicted that the, the news regime pushed the idea that the hurricane was going to hit Tampa so that when it hit Fort Myers instead, people would, wouldn't have been prepared for it, and therefore they were trying to kill as many Floridians as possible. And it was a national news regime plot to push the false landing place. Okay. Uh, I must admit, I haven't heard anything you're talking about there. I don't understand which, where that came from. Well, he said it at a press conference Who did? about... Uh, Who uh, said at, it? At a press conference about, because I tried to find the exact quote that I heard him say last night, but that doesn't seem to be coming up, but it was a film of him talking to a Florida resident. And, okay. But he also said at the news media that they wanted, uh, the news national news regime wanted the hurricane to <laughs> hit Tampa so it would kill more people. And when he was talking to the uh, uh, an individual, he claimed that the national news regime wanted to push the, the false narrative that it was going to hit Tampa so that when it hit someplace else, it would kill as many Floridians as possible. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. It doesn't. No, but I mean, not, and you actually, <laughs> you actually heard this on radio. You've heard the audio clip yourself. I saw it on TV with him speaking to a a person in the, when he was out doing the the flood stuff. And he said he wanted this, the the hurricane to hit Tampa because it would kill more people and be good for the media. 
the because the regime of the national news regime wants to be the everything to be real bad in Florida. I guess to discredit him. Surprised that didn't make bigger news. You would all think right. the left would have been all over Thank that. you, Chris. Thanks, Thank you. Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. Call in earlier tomorrow so you get more time. Joe, have a great retirement-lengthened weekend. Yeah, see you Monday, buddy. And everybody, we got Financial Friday tomorrow. Ben will be back, and we'll be talking about community colleges. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.